Manimal here. It's Friday, November 17th, and today on a special MVP edition of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we kicked the thing off talking about MVP talk, and we're going to walk all the way through the show talking MVP. Uh, Kevin has to leave a little bit early, so I'll finish up giving you an update on the Chicago White Sox and Atlanta Braves trade that went down last night. We're also going to talk about National League MVP. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we sincerely want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Just in case, headline news, breaking news, the Texas Rangers are your 2023 World Series champion. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it until I get tired of saying it, which may not be ever. This is your boy, Kev. Again, you can catch me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media. TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Hey, that's all one word, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find John socials? Are you ready to get fired up about this MVP uh, talk? Well, I mean, fired up maybe, but I I think there's, you know, a lot to it. And I mean, we'll we'll talk about almost all of it, I imagine. But, uh, um, you know, are you going back to uh, Texas Rangers being the world champions? I mean, if you get sick of saying that at some point in the show, I mean, like, do do we need to just wrap it up? Probably. Are we done? Are we done as a podcast if you get tired (laughs) of saying first Texas Rangers and uh, our world champions? Because I'll never get tired of saying it. Even next year, if they don't repeat, I'm still going yep. to be talking about 2023. I mean, it's. Oh, my grandkids are going to be hearing about 2023. Listen. Oh, there is. There is no doubt. And probably from me as well. So, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, definitely. We're, uh, you know, we're excited over here about uh, the MVP race. And, uh, you know, maybe we didn't get what we wanted out of it. But um, I definitely believe that they, uh um, you know, they had a tough decision to make whenever you're talking about Shohei Otani because, I mean, you, you have to do something like almost magical to top him as the MVP of the league when he's a starting mm-hmm. pitcher, you know. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. Maybe a little disappointment on my part, but, you know, we'll get over it. We'll go on and, uh, you know, we'll get ready for Corey Seager to try and do it all again next year while uh, there's more of an even playing field because Otani won't have that pitching on his side. Mm, mm. Well, here, get tell them about social media so we can jump right in it. Okay, yeah, Manimal Bull on X, Manimal Three Hundred on Instagram, and both Facebook, TikTok, Bull Pro. So you know, find me. We'll talk about Rangers baseball. We'll talk about uh, whatever you want to talk about, but Rangers baseball is the big key. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we have we have this has been a heated discussion. I knew it was going to be, um, and I'm going to jump right in and tell you the thing that got me the most fired up about it. And again, no, I fully expected Otani to win. I, I have my opinion about who I think the, the MVP should have been. And I think on the show today, one of the things that we're going to discuss the most is that, you know, objective information is who hit the most home runs in the league. It's undeniable. X, Y, Z, whoever it was, you know, Otani, I believe was the home run leader, but irrelevant. It's a number you can't argue it. 
But when it comes to voting on something, you're talking about subjective opinions. And the MVP is just that. So let's jump in it. We all know, if you don't know yet, Shohei Otani won the MVP by unanimous vote. Now, that, I'm going to say it first and foremost. I believe Corey Seager was the MVP this year. Didn't think he was going to win it, but that's my subjective belief. But unanimous, not one first place vote for a guy who took meaningful at bats for after like for an entire like for the entire after the all-star break Corey Seager was taking meaningful at bats and carrying his team to the playoffs Shohei Otani's team was under 500 after the all-star break and was I want to say 28 and 45 or something like that and he was hurt and missed uh, the last chunk of the season the last fifth of the season so Oh, go ahead. I I don't think that that means that Otani shouldn't have won the MVP. I, again, it's a subjective thing. Otani, like you said, is incredible and amazing. But unanimous? Like, not one vote for Seager. Well, I, that's the part that drives me the most nuts. Let's jump hey, off there. I get I get your frustration with that. I totally do. But, I mean, again, like I, like I was saying, you know, I mean, you almost have to do something amazing to, like, I mean, Aaron Judge had to break the American League home run record to, have, you know, edge out Shohei Otani. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. if, if he doesn't break the home run record and he just hits 60 bombs, he probably mm-hmm. doesn't win an MVP last year. That's how right. crazy the Shohei Otani is. And, and nothing against what Corey Seager did this year because, I mean, it was a fantastic – I mean, once again, most home runs by a left-handed hitting shortstop of all time. Um, played gold glove level defense for for the full season. Um, of all time. Yeah, I mean – Of all like, time. Go ahead. But, again, <laughs> I mean, you know, like where his production stops – Shohei Otani's mm-hmm. production starts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I mean, and I don't mean that. Like, trust me, I don't mean that as a knock against Corey. I know Seager you don't. No, no, you, I, you don't mean it like that. I know. Uh, but, but it's like that thing where is that 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 hits where it's like, okay, what Corey Seager did at the plate, Shohei Otani did the same thing basically with a little bit better numbers across the board on ops and ops plus and and those and and I guess war too if you want to use that but I don't want to use that to make it about war because Otani's war is going to be astronomical because of what he does both on the mound and so I don't want to use that but when that stops you know Corey Seager yeah he plays tremendous gold glove defense but Shohei Otani's going to go out and get you what 18 outs mm-hmm. you know what i'm sure. saying like no, so and, and, I, as much as i as much as i uh agree with you that Corey seager not only had more at bats that meant something he did more for his team to put them in a position to win or maybe right. not you know i mean i don't know that he did that i mean you know otani puts his team in a position to win and then they blow it for him you know like so you know it's probably as frustrating for him uh, uh, you know, with with how his team fared uh, sure. along, you know. So I, I mean, I understand that too. It doesn't help that you know his, his second best player and Mike Trout gets hurt. That's weird to say that the second best player on a team is Mike Trout. Yeah. But anyways, yep. you know, Trout gets hurt, um, and the and the Angels. I mean, you know, it was they 
they weren't a great team to start with. And then having, you know, Trout out and and Otani trying to carry the load. I mean, we saw it for a couple of weeks that maybe Shohei Otani can carry a team for a couple of weeks. But in the big leagues, it's too hard to carry a team for a whole year. So you kind of like get that idea that like as much as Otani was able to do by himself, you still got to have people around you to help win you ball games. And that's I think that's where the biggest difference between the Rangers and the Angels occur is the Angels didn't have other guys to help Otani win ball games, and the Rangers. I mean, they had what uh, Seager missed forty five games, something like that. Yep. And yep. I mean, you know, the Rangers did miss a lot of beats whenever he was out. So, you know, I, again, well, okay. I so with Seager, that first, of the opinion, saw, so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I'm so just say, of the opinion that you know Corey Seager had had more. I agree with you that Corey Seager had more meaningful at bats. I agree with you that Corey Seager had was on the better team, but as far as value goes. I mean, I can see why 30 MLB writers voted for Shohei Otani as far as value goes. Sure. And like, let's, uh, and then, and again, I kind of brought up the unanimous thing. Um, again, I, I can agree that Shohei Otani winning the MVP is not to me like a total travesty. It's just that he, like, no one even thought that Seeger even deserved a first place vote. And I think that, to me, uh, is ridiculous. So let me go on to something, and I want to piggyback off of what you said to talk about a specific – because I want to bring up two specific things about the MVP. Very, very specific. Number one, most valuable player. Um, if the MVP was the best player in the league, if that was what MVP means, okay, then certain individuals should have won 20 of them. And I can name them off. We can rattle off Barry, the Barry Bonds of the worlds, the Ken Griffey Juniors of the worlds. Uh, you know, you brought up war. You know, Juan Gonzalez won it in 1996. Second place was A-Rod with a 9.4. So, I mean, there, there's value and understanding that, like, about, like, players, like, very honest, like, the best player on his own team, but Jeff MVP. And so, like, most valuable player isn't always the best player in the league. That's one side of it. On the other side of it, and I, I brought up the statistic, and it's a, it's about seven years old. So I don't think the last seven, what the cumulative stats say for eighty-five years, but only only nineteen percent winners have been from teams that didn't. Saying it is that every year what? the I'm best sorry, player you, in the you league cut out, Kev. That's okay. Okay. You cut out. No, no, percent of what? Eighty-one percent of MVP winners come from either first or second place teams over the last eighty-five plus years. So, where your team finishes, number one, has a huge impact on where you finish in the MVP, where the MVP winners are, and the best player in the league doesn't always win the award. So with Otani, he, yes, was the best player in the league, but he was not on a winning team. And again, I just, I think it's kind of strange that it feels like that it was just an inevitability that Otani was going to get this award regardless of what history says, 
regardless of what they things have been done in the past, um, if the MVP was just the most valuable player, meaning not just most valuable, the best player, like I said, Barry Bonds would have won 20 and not seven. Um, Jeff Kent Dankshire wouldn't have won an MVP because he wasn't even better than Barry Bonds on his own team. Didn't even have better numbers. No, I agree. So, so I'm going to throw those two things out into the chum and, and let you eat a little bit. Well, you know, I mean, I, I'd like to say that the reason this happens is because of the undeniability of Shohei Otani and what he's done across the league and the way that he's captivated not only not only baseball, but like the 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 hearts of people that watch him play. And the, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get that. I totally understand all of that. Um, I, I too, normally am of, of the agreement that, you know, like you should be on a winning team if you're going to be the MVP. But I also realize that there are some uh, some exceptions to the rule. I mean, those years that A-Rod had in Texas, I mean, mm-hmm. how could you deny him of an MVP even though he was uh, on a last place team? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. his years were so fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, I, lo- I, I think he's a great example. But remember, those were controversial I, 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 MVPs. Well, right, yeah, the, it was. It was very. And, and, you know, the difference between those and the, this one here is that this isn't going to be controversial at all. Well, no one's gonna look. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a, um, controversial to us. Yes, because we're yes. we're a Texas Rangers podcast that we we are of the assumption that Corey Seager was the best player in the American League this year for the most va- was the most valuable player of the American League this year for the most valuable team in the in the American League but at the same time you have to look at it and be like well you know i mean nobody gets to watch the playoffs before they vote so it's all based on regular season so you can't be swayed by like mm-hmm. what Corey Seager was able to do in the postseason you can't be swayed by the idea that Shohei Otani hasn't played a baseball game since what September third, and mm-hmm. uh, you know probably isn't going to pitch again until the beginning of the twenty twenty five season. So you know, I mean, I think this is the year that if they were going to give him one, or they were trying to give him one, that this is the year to give it to him because you know you don't know what the future holds for him, and next year he's going to play. You know, only DH, so it's not like he's going to. Uh, uh, if he doesn't have a killer season at the plate like he did this year, you know, I mean, there's a chance that he's not going to be in that running. So, you know, it's one of the most special seasons in the history of baseball. So, you know, I I, I get why they did it. I get all of that. I'm not extremely upset about it or anything like that. It's just more a, a matter of like. You know, our guy was there. Our guy was the most valuable player for our team. Our guy was the most valuable player for the whole playoff season. And and it, and it's frustrating and it hurts. You know, we haven't even talked about Marcus Simeon in this whole thing because right. when right. you look at – if you're just looking at value from a, a war standpoint, like a lot of people do these days, I mean, sure. Marcus Simeon yeah. had the best war of any player not named Shohei Otani, and he really got no love in the MVP voting. And I thought he could have really definitely got, you know, more love himself. And, you know, I, I don't, I, but he did get what six second place votes. So, you know, he yep. did get some love and, uh, you know, he had a really nice season and, and, you know, the Rangers had, 
you know, they got the ultimate, so it's hard to be too mad about an MVP. Yeah, and, and also one more quick, like, again, you know, I, I love these kind of things. But one more, and again, I agree about Simeon. Um, it'd be one thing if he was taking first place votes away from Seager, but nobody was taking first place votes, votes away from anybody no. uh, because everyone voted for Otani. But you brought up something else, and this will probably be my last, you know, kind of jab at this whole thing. But you brought up that, well, Otani goes out there and gets outs as a pitcher. But I bet you we can go to statistics and see that Corey Seager made more outs as a shortstop than Shohei Otani made as a pitcher. And I think that the fact that Otani does not play in the field, and that's not a that, – that, again, that is not like a – I'm not, not – like I am not knocking Otani because I'm saying this is – we're not that kind of – guys, we're not that kind of – podcast and we're not those kind of people well, and we, and we like, want him to be in the don't, don't, we're not here, so right we're not tearing we're not trying to tear down anybody when we don't agree with something that doesn't we're not don't hear what we're not saying or what i'm not saying i'm not saying that what otani does is not historic and amazing but the reality is is that if we're talking about value Corey seager is going out there and getting nine innings worth of outs as a shortstop as where otani himself is only getting outs on the defensive side of things every five days so when it comes to that element i think again it, it's 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 kind of like i don't know man it, it, it doesn't necessarily sway me that much because Corey seager is pulling double duty just like otani he's just not doing the same thing it's a different position like to me i could honestly make the argument that it's no different than if Corey seager plays shortstop and Shohei Otani played first base or right field because they just play two different positions. It's just Otani is a pitcher that hits. Yeah. He does not really play in the field, but every five days. So, again, going back to the, the outs thing and how many outs Otani gets, like the reality is, is like Corey Seager makes more outs than, than Shohei Otani does in the field as a shortstop. So, again, my last little bit of kind of, I'm stirring the pot. Um, I'm not happy about – I'm not happy – okay, I'm not unhappy because Shohei Otani won the MVP. I hope Shohei Otani is a Ranger next year. I'm just – I just think it was completely media and subjectively driven that Otani got a unanimous first-place votes when a guy like Corey Seager, like you said, had one of the most historic seasons at shortstop that's ever happened. He broke an all-time record. And he didn't even play the whole season. He was and he was a gold glove candidate. So what he added to the team, I truly believe, and I will I will say it till I'm, it, and I'll take the World Series over the MVP. But I'll say it till the end of my days that what Corey Seager did in 2023 to me was more valuable to the Rangers than what Shohei Otani did was valuable to the Angels. Yeah, I think the Angels are probably still somewhere around what they were with or without Otani. Um, and, you know, the Rangers probably fall out of the playoffs uh, or maybe not even in that running in the first place without Corey Seager. So, mm. yeah, I can I can get behind that. I can agree with that. Um, I, 
I personally, I mean, I, I would have been fine with either one. I knew Otani was going to win. I knew just what he did this year was was too special. Mm-hmm. Minds of we've talked about it all year. Every time we talk about Shohei Otani, it's him doing something that no one's <laughs> ever done before in the entire history of baseball. So you know, I mean, it's not shocking at all that he won it. Um, would I have loved my guy to win it? Of course, I would have. Would I have loved to see at least the Dallas sports writers give the man a first place vote? Of course I would have. But, <laughs> you know, I, I saw Evan Grant on Twitter earlier describing how he made a mistake. So I'm going to give I'm going to give Evan a little forgiveness there for not voting for Corey Seager, number one. But I get why he did mm. what he did. And it's, I would have done the same thing. I mean, before the se- when the season was over, I probably would have voted Otani as well. Uh, excuse me, I gotta go unfollow Evan Carter real quick. Hold on. No, okay. uh, um, Evan Grant. Evan Grant. Sorry, Evan, <laughs> Evan Grant. Grant. I'm sorry, Evan Grant. No, I said Evan Carter. You said Evan Grant. I'm gonna go unfollow him on Twitter. But uh, hey, so um, I do have to. I'm I'm sorry, y'all. Like truly sorry. Uh, things got away from me a little bit on time this morning, and I do have to cut out a little bit early from the show. Now I'm fully okay with you uh, driving the train the rest of the way, buddy. Uh, if you'd like to, I know we didn't get a commercial in. We didn't talk about, well, about uh, Def Ref. We didn't talk about uh, the the other stuff. So how about this? You get you go on and get what you got to get do done, and I'll uh, update them on uh, the weird Aaron Bummer trade last night, and I'll uh, I'll do a couple of commercials, and then I'll get out the door. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm gonna pop off here, guys. Uh, first and foremost, thanks everybody. Like I appreciate everybody here that listens to the show. Um, you know, it just truly is a blessing and we are truly happy about it. And, you know, um, if you can't tell, you know, I got my Homer hat on and I'm super passionate about, um, you know, just about these Rangers and about this season and about what, what Corey Seager did. And, uh, you know, I've, my, my parting shot will be if the Angels finish with a better record next year without Shohei Otani and Ron Washington as their manager, I rest my case. So I'm going to head... <laughs> I'm going to head out of here and I will catch up. We'll catch up with you guys over the weekend for down on the farm with the boys. Word up. Yeah. We'll get one of those in for sure this weekend. And uh, we're going to update the uh, Frisco rough riders this week when we, uh, or, or uh, review the Frisco rough riders this week on the down on the farm show. So Kev, yeah, get on to do what you got to do this morning. I'll take them home the rest of the way. We'll talk Aaron Bummer. We'll talk about Louis, uh, Louis Angel Acuna's big brother, Ronald Acuna, and then we'll get on out of here. So, Kev, have a good day, Love and we'll, uh, we'll do it again on Sunday evening. All right. Okay, so now that he's gone, we'll, uh, we'll start talking about the um, National League Player of the Year or Most Valuable Player in the National League. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., not very surprising at all that he was uh, um, awarded the National League Most Valuable Player. He had a really nice season. Uh, What was it? First guy to ever do 40-70. I'm pretty sure they just made that up for Ronald Acuna, but hey, 40-70 is a big number. Is it going to be something that guys are shooting for or striving for in the future? I have no idea, but it's a big deal. Um, it was a big deal all season, and him working towards that and getting to forty seventy was a, a big deal for the big leagues and the media this year. So not surprising that Louis Angel, or, or I mean, I'm sorry, Ronald Acuna won that thing. Uh, Mookie Betts took all the second place votes, and then the real competition was uh, between Freddie Freeman and uh, Olson, Matt Olson. Those were the two 
And those were the uh, the guys that kind of, uh, when you look at the balloting, that they were the close race was between third and fourth, which, good Lord, you look at Matt Olson's numbers and the idea that he came in third in the most valuable player or fourth in the most valuable player running is insane. But anyways, congratulations to uh, Ronald Acuna, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. on his uh, very first most valuable player award. And uh, if we want to go back to when we were talking National League um, before the season started, um, the old manimal had Ronald Acuna Jr. as his MVP for the season. So, um, you know what? Every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut, and I'll take advantage of it to make sure everybody knows, right? But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, speaking of the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Braves made this wild trade where they sent uh, Soroka, Soroka to um, to the White Sox for... Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer had a rough season last year, but when you dig deep into his numbers, he was really just quite a bit unlucky. And uh, you know that unluck stuff, oh, that that luck stuff seems to come up on your side whenever you seem to play for Atlanta. So um, I would imagine Aaron Bummer he'll get it turned around up there or over there in Atlanta, and he'll probably have a real nice bounce back season for the Braves. I hope that Soroka. Uh, the same thing for him up in Chicago. I know Chicago is probably on the verge of sending a bunch of players away, so he's going to get a real opportunity up there to see what he's got and see if he can be that uh, guy that the, the Braves thought he was a couple of years ago. But anyways, yeah, I think they ended up sending five players over to the White Sox for Aaron Bummer, which is, uh, I don't know, wild, but you know, I mean, not out of the realm. It's the type of thing that the Braves are used to doing, and you know they, they, they know what they want out of uh, their team this next year, and they know that they're going to need bullpen help if they're going to get further than they did this season. So, you know, Braves make a move with the White Sox. They acquire Brian, Aaron Bummer. Big piece going back is uh, Soroka from, or Soroka from the, um, uh, the Braves. Um, on to the next thing. I got to remind you that December first. Matt Warpro will be back at Martin House Brewing and um, in Fort Worth, Texas, over there just off of 121 right before you get to 35. So it's a um, it's going to be a big time in the Winter Classic. The Winter Classic is basically going to be like a um, uh, Stanley Cup type tournament with a, a trophy similar to the Stanley Cup. Instead, it'll be the Winter Classic trophy. We're going to put those names on there. We're going to start carrying them around all year like it's important because it is. Because if you win that thing, you're going to be the tag team to beat for the rest of the year. And you may end up being tagged up with some person you hate. You never know. I saw that they added uh, Matt Locke to the card this night. If I get tagged up with Matt Locke, I may just quit. But anyways, that's a different story for a different day. Friday, December 1st. Be there. Check us out. It's going to be a big deal. The Winter Classic. Kevin and myself will be there. I will be wrestling. Kevin will be there with uh, all the uh, all of the Texas Rangers with the boys' answers for all of your questions. So come on out. Bombard Kevin with questions and enjoy a good wrestling show at Matt with Matt War Pro at Martin House Brewing on Friday, December first. That's just a couple of weeks away. We got Black Friday next Friday, then we got Matt War Pro Friday. So join us, 
from Matt War Pro. Get you some of that Body Slammer beer. Get you some of that Starry ice cream. It's all delicious. Martin House will have food trucks on site. So come on out. Bring your appetite. Bring your sweet tooth. And, uh, and bring your uh, jacket because you never know. It's going to be a little chilly there in the evening. But uh, on to one more thing that I wanted to talk about before we got out of here. Um, yesterday... I know we've talked a whole lot about Shohei Otani all morning because, you know, it's it's kind of his day. He wins the American League MVP. We care about the American League. We had a couple of guys up for the MVP, right? You get it. All right. But yesterday he put out his uh, kind of his preference list, and I'll be damned if the Texas Rangers weren't on that preference list, and I just wanted to you know throw that on the show today. I wanted to put that out there so everybody knows going into this weekend that the Rangers are on the right path with Shohei Otani. Do I think anybody will sign this weekend? Probably not. You may see a couple of lower-level free agents start to go, but once... Once a guy like Otani or one of these starting pitchers like Nola or Snell or Montgomery get off that board, it'll start moving real fast. So, you know what? We're going to get out of here. But don't forget to join us for our uh, uh, Down on the Farm program, which we've just put a new episode up. It's $1.99 a month. We're going to have a new episode up and ready on Sunday after, uh, probably evening. Um, we're going to preview the Frisco Rough Riders. So lots of Evan Carter talk. We're going to talk about Jack Leiter. We're going to talk about some more Owen White. We're going to talk about um, Aaron Zavala and a bunch of a bunch of guys that played for Frisco last year. Double um, A is always the highest feeding ground, in my opinion, for major league talent. And the guys that are Double A, those are the guys to keep an eye on. But uh, we'll talk about that on Sunday when we drop a new Down on the Farm with the Boys uh, podcast. We've also got some other ideas that we're going to do for Down on the Farm this this uh, winter. So check us out over there. Um, you can find us on all of. Uh, the platforms that were were on for podcasting. You can also check out the website. I believe it's uh, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. And then, uh, you know, after that, just come on over. Check out the subs page. Enjoy it. It's $1.99. We put a lot of hard work into those, those minor leaguers, and we want you to reap the benefits of knowing who's going to be your next Texas Rangers big leaguers. And uh, if you've listened to the show, you knew that Evan Carter was going to be a big deal. You knew that Co- Cody Bradford was, was having a really nice season. So anyways, we'll get, we'll, we'll get past that. Um, that's all I've really got for the show today. I know we did a lot of uh, MVP talk early. I wanted to get make sure Kevin got on to talk about all of that so we could we could have as much of a format of the show as possible when we talked about the things that we felt were or we deemed important this morning. So you know what? I'm just gonna go get on out of here. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. You can check out our social media at TX Rangers with the boy or WTB. You can check out our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com, which is all one word and find us on your favorite, uh, plat, spot, your, your favorite podcasting platform, smash down that follow button and continue to follow Kevin and I on Texas Rangers with the boys. So for Kev, who's already bailed out of here on me, this is the Manimal, and we're signing out.